Hello and welcome to another episode of Comedy Keys. Today we are sitting down with Ben Chang, who is a beatboxer uh, and improv comedian. He beatboxes with Milk Money, a hip-hop improv group, and uh, as well as performs with Catalyst Comedy's Kerplunk uh, Kids Show. Hey Ben, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, great. So, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your improv background? Uh, we you know, had a little overview of the stuff you did, but what's, what's your story there? Uh, so I started doing improv in about uh, like 2014 or so. I was right out of college, and I wanted to get into voice acting. And I was reading about it, and a lot of, a lot of uh, voice actors were like, "Oh, I got my start doing improv, so I could just like jump into characters like, like that." It's like, okay, I'll I'll try improv and see how it goes. And I I just fell in love with doing it. So yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Cool. And uh, talk to us a bit about beatboxing. Oof. Uh, <laughs> how did that How did that come about? So. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, I had a crush on this girl, uh, so uh, and she was in chorus, and I was like, okay, I'll join chorus, so I could like hang out with her and stuff. Um, so I joined chorus. That fo- uh, that following summer, uh, I went to summer camp, and there was this guy who was running uh, like an activities thing for like an hour, and he's like, it's like, oh, intro to beatboxing. I was like, oh, cool. I do chorus and singing things, and this sounds like I could probably do this. So I did that and just kind of, it's just been a lot of like self-teaching since then. So just messing around. And uh, I did uh, a little bit of acapella in high school, a lot of acapella in college. Uh, and then I kind of took a break from it to do, to start improv. And then I've only recently uh, returned to acapella. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, great. So, now uh, we used to perform together with Milk Money, right, um, right. so I've seen a bit of your a bit of your work, which is awesome. But uh, tell us a bit about what it's like being a I guess accompanist or music director as a beatboxer versus a piano. Like, sort of, what are mm, the yeah. I don't know what what are you what are you thinking about? So, uh, like back when I got started with um, with music directing Milk Money, uh, Mike Dakota invited me to do a uh, music director workshop or to like participate in one uh, hosted improv Boston and I learned a lot um, it was really helpful uh, some and like I tried to like take as much as I could from it and one of th- one thing that's really different with being a beatboxer is uh, underscoring you can't you can't really do and like there's no melodies or anything like you can't like do like these riffs and stuff to like help so a lot of the times when, when I'm not like music directing during a show it's sound effects like and there's a lot of power having that microphone like and also I'm a trained improviser so I can use that microphone as an improviser as a music director to do whatever I want and um but in terms of like songs it's generally speaking it's pretty much the same instead except instead of melodies and you know bridges and whatnot it's a lot of chorus verse and bridges are typically like the breakdown section of the song cool um, so yeah, let's let's actually talk about underscoring and sound effects for a yeah. second. Uh, you know, obviously, I think a lot of improv shows have a mic backstage that people mm-hmm. can jump on at any point. But um, as a beatboxer, do you feel that you you have an additional you know sound effect palette that you can work with based on your your beatboxing <laughs> skills? Um, so so actually, most of my 
like beatboxing background is is, is actually a subset, uh, which is called vocal percussion. So it's okay. it's when a beatboxer uh, mim like tries to mimic their kit off of a drum kit, uh, and it's only been like in the last four or five years that I've started branching out and trying to do more like convention like I don't, I don't know conventional beatboxing is that <laughs> sure maybe the phrase to be so so yeah I mean I just try and do as many weird sounds or like something that I feel like is appropriate or like taking one of my existing sounds like a like a cymbal or a hi-hat or something and trying to mem like just kind of meld it a bit with sound effects that I think would help the scene like if we're thinking if we're like at the ocean just shh, like making the waves or something you know or like doing robot noises <laughs> uh yeah what do you have like what's the most fun sound effect you've ever done oh man um or what's one that you like to do uh <laughs> this is this was actually a milk money show um one of the one of the performers came out and she's like i'm on a hoverboard so i was just like all right But I didn't realize that I'd have to keep doing that. <laughs> so I was like, I just like, <laughs> now, now I've done this to myself. I can only blame myself now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fun. Um, cool. Uh, so let's talk a bit about, because um, one of the things that you do as a music director is also uh, transitions, right? You can transition yeah, yeah. scenes, sort of, you know, underscoring, song, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, what... And I've seen you do that uh, mm. vocally. So what are some like ways you do that or some transitions that you do? And what are you thinking about when you're doing transitions? So typically I try and do like some sort of known fill to the group to be like, this is me as an improviser, like wiping the scene so that they so that they can be like, OK, now the scene's over. The next scene comes in. So usually it's a standard fill that I do. So they know it's that they know it's not launching into a song. Um. But sometimes I'll try and like tag a bit of that and try and like lead into the scene, uh, and just kind of like hush a bit, like just like a like a pianist would do. Yeah. So what would that? What might that sound oh, like? Okay. Um, like, so the the fill is, or like just continue that. So. And then just like slowly yeah. drop off or like pull the mic away. So. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's actually an interesting uh, topic. Let's talk about uh, techniques, right? Mm -hmm. What's yeah. what are so you have your your drum sounds, but you're yeah. also working with the microphone as right. an instrument. Yeah. What are some like thoughts around using a microphone that you have? Like, how do you use the microphone to your advantage? So I would say like probably twenty to thirty percent of beatboxing is just knowing how to use the microphone. Um, so. And like people have all sorts of different ways. Some people don't even like some. A lot of people will cup the, the the head of the microphone, which is what I do. And I usually it's really hard to visualize without actually doing it. But <laughs> I like I have like my index and middle finger around the top, my thumb around the bottom, and then like the the hole behind that will like lead down and away from the microphone. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. just so so that the air has like a way a place to go, and it's not just trapped inside the microphone. Um, but some people won't uh, won't carry the microphone at all, or won't, sorry, won't cup the head at all. Some people will just like do like maybe like cup the bass. You know, it's it's really a matter of personal preference. And then um, something that I see a lot of people do incorrectly is they'll be away from the microphone. Yeah. But like in a live performance, you really like you gotta eat the microphone. <laughs> you know, it's just 
as is the saying. So, so does uh, and if you want to demonstrate this for our listeners, you can we can pop oh, the microphone yeah, sure. out and maybe defi- d- demonstrate a few different grips. So this is the uh, this is the the hold that I usually do. So. Okay, and so that was you holding the mic with your fingers sort of over the the head of the mic right up against your mouth. Yeah, like sort of like uh, imagine like an eagle's claw on a desk, like the, around the ball. It's kind of like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. So what are the other ways that like people will hold the mic or does it affect the sound? So a lot of, a lot of like the grip is just like um, trial and error and seeing what fits with your kits. Because some – like I'm a really loud live beatboxer. Some people are just really quiet, and a lot of their volume just comes from turning up the gain in the mm. in the sound system. So some people will cup it at the bottom, uh, like this. Uh, some people will um, some people will go like over, and then. It also like some people will put their nose against their oh, sorry not their nose their finger against their nose um, to help them pos- like keep the microphone steady, so. And then you want to show us how not to hold the microphone. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, don't do don't do this. So, so there, the microphone was probably a good four or five inches away from my face, and it's really hard for like sound people to to do checks off of that because they're like, how far away are you going to actually be holding it? Because your hand and your face will be moving all over the place. Uh, yeah. So, uh, holding your microphone important life skill uh, <laughs> yeah. for beatboxers and yeah. I feel like performers in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Shall we uh, delve into song a little bit then? Sure, yeah. Um, so talk to me about like initiating a song uh, and you know what you're what you're working with there. How so, you inspi- how you get inspired for a song, I guess. <laughs> um, so I I like to I like to go off of two uh, inspirations. One is which one of which is the um, uh, like a line that will encapsulate the whole scene up until this point. Like, let's say you're you and a scene partner are um, arguing about I don't know uh, doing the dishes, right? And you're like the, your roommates arguing talking about arguing the dishes, arguing about doing the dishes, and one of you says like, "Oh, you never do anything here," and then boom, that's a song. Like you could like the improviser could just list all the things that the that this terrible roommate doesn't do, you know. Um, yep, and so in in a i guess beatboxed song uh how do you how do you highlight different emotions right because on the piano we have you know sort of major minor different like places on the keyboard to go to sort of pick the tone and the genre so like what's what's your sort of emotional palette that you get to work with it's mostly uh tempo and choice of uh sounds so um if you're aiming for like more of like a rock or like a like a higher tempo maybe use your snare drum or if you're looking for like a smooth slow jam maybe 
use your like the the K rim shot that kind of stuff you know cool so, yeah so let's so, let's hear those so like if you're up tempo like like something like that or yeah. if you're if you're looking for like something slower maybe And th- those give you like two different kind of like body grooves if you're trying to get, like get into it. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so, do you play with with genre at all beyond that too? Like sort of, you know, hit like R and B versus uh, like rock and roll, like you said, mm. or uh, yeah. So sometimes, especially with the with the latter rhythm, I'll try and do like uh, I'll try and like hum a bass line. So. So like, uh, then the hook can be a little more melodic that you wouldn't yep. typically see, uh, doing like yeah, it can be more melodic. Yeah. Cool. Um, what I guess what genres work well in beatboxing? <laughs> I tip yeah, I typically don't think of like genres. I just try and think of like grooves okay. that people can fall into. Like, are we trying to are we are we like trying to be like super angry and like trying to yell at each other right now, or yeah. are we? Or is this like a love jam, you know? Um, so that that last one might have been a little bit more like, love like, jammy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, lo- love jam, like R and B kind yeah. of. I guess. Um, I guess if you want to think of like, I don't know, <laughs> does Jeff Def Jam count as a genre? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, like, you know, like just like something where you're just like up in each other's faces and like up in the audience's faces, where you can like you don't feel afraid of the of afraid of of anyone yeah you know. and what's what's that you know yeah so good like yeah <laughs> cool um what other like tools do you have in your arsenal that you're using so like i said before i'm trying to uh get more into uh into the beatboxing realm instead of just vocal percussion. So I have like there's there's lip buzzing like there's that. Um, uh, my personal favorite is uh, besides doing the hoverboard sound is uh, is the something called a throat bass, um, and it's and yeah, it just goes like this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah, it, it is really fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. And that's also like probably like the peak performance for me in terms of a show. So I usually save it for like the end. So like the audience is like, oh, that's awesome. And then all the other yeah, stuff kind of yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter as much. Uh, how that actually brings up a question is how is this on your voice? Like, how do you maintain your voice throughout this? Probably like practice, honestly. It's it, when I first started doing it, it does like your, your throat and your voice gets really tired really quickly, but a lot of it is just kind of knowing when to stop. Like if, if like my throat feels really dry or 
if it's just starting to hurt, which is a really bad sign. Mm. Um, yeah, so just really edging on the side of caution and knowing when to stop. And actually, so when I'm doing that sound, it's not um, – I'm not singing that low. I'm not do- so if I'm doing – I'm not singing – I'm not yeah. singing that note. I'm actually singing an octave up. So – and it's my throat that's octavizing it. Naturally. Wow. So – so it's so what I'm actually humming is so yeah that's fascinating I have no idea yeah. how that works it's just like <laughs> it's because like the the folds in my throat are the thing that's vibrating yeah like that lower octave yeah huh so what's what's your normal like vocal range then uh I'm I'm a pretty solid baritone so okay. like uh, probably like a G two to a G four yeah yeah. Um, but that can help me extend my range down to, down to maybe like a D or something below that G2. Yeah. And is that something you can use outside of, I guess, beatboxing and vocal percussion, or is that kind of a skill that's <laughs> mostly just there? Um, you ever just whip that out while you're walking down the street? <laughs> I mean, it's a great party trick. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I visited a friend in Seattle and he just had me do that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, I would say it does help as, as a, as an improviser and as a voice performer, because then you can like, you can add that raspiness to your voice. So if like, uh, actually, the way I learned how to do that voice was, um, uh, do you know the character Roz from Monsters Inc. The oh yeah yeah the yeah. <laughs> Wazowski, you didn't file your paperwork last night. <laughs> so like it like adding that raspiness at just adds another dimension to um. To things that I can do as a vocal performer. If we were to, if the average music director on piano were to learn some beatboxing skills, um, where should they start? What should they learn? Oh, um, well, I'm. I guess we're gonna do like a little thing this, now, right? This is gonna be the part where you do something and then I try to replicate it really poorly, okay, and it's just gonna be embarrassing, good. and we're gonna have a fun time. Um. I will say I'm going to so I'm going to try my best. Uh, okay. I will say watching YouTube videos is really helpful because there you can like see the lip movement and like yeah. the placement. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to try to do my best to like verbally explain what's happening, <laughs> um, which is not great because I'm not good with words. <laughs> great. Um, so let, let, we'll start with the basic one, which is the, the kick drum. Yeah. So it's the big circular one in the middle. Um, so for that, I would say start with the word boy. Boy? Yeah, boy. And boy. then just kind of like try and accent that B sound. So boy, boy, boy. Yeah, and really like gate boy. that air. Yeah. yeah, boy, 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 boy. And it's like a, like a BP kind of yeah. sound. And like then a, like, yeah. yeah, take away the oi, and then it's just like. <laughs> yeah. How do you, yeah. How do you like, I feel like I'm almost going to accidentally make a <laughs> fart noise with it. Like. Um, <laughs> I mean, that does sometimes happen. Uh, um, it's it's really about keeping that pocket of air right but behind your lips and yeah. then just letting it all go at once. If you, like, kind of, like, shape your lips almost, like, a little bit like a beak kind of, like, shape, like, like as if you were a bird. Oh, so okay. Like, like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 that yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Cool. There's all sorts of exercises that you can do to like strengthen the muscles around your mouth. Usually just like holding your lips and like going forward 
for like holding that for like five or six seconds. Oh, like hold it, just holding that that yeah, face, like, like, like as if making as a if, face, yeah, <laughs> as if you were a middle schooler trying to make out with someone, just holding <laughs> that face with your lips forward, yeah, like that, and then like <laughs> going from si- like holding it side to side, up down, and just like yeah, just kind of like contorting, like contorting your face, mm-hmm. making weird faces, but like a little more structured. So like I'm gonna hold it here for five okay. seconds. I'm gonna hold it here for five seconds. I'm gonna yeah, and like obviously. Like with exercise, you want to take breaks and yeah, why not? You can just look really weird on the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this. I feel like is a good thing to learn if you have a car commute. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> because yeah. no one can see you or hear you. If you're like us and you're on public transit, uh, you might be in trouble. Uh, I mean, when I was in college, I just learned by walking down the street with yep. my headphones in and being like, I don't, I don't care what people think of me. <laughs> yep. Okay, so we got yeah. the kick, which is the. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so the next, the next uh, sound we're gonna do the, the hi hat. It's okay. really simple. It's just T S. So, and like put your put your tongue right behind your teeth. So, and maybe like extend that S. Yes. Yeah. Now yours yours cuts off earlier than mine. Like my S wants to keep going. Like. Right. So that's just me stopping the air. Um, and you can what you can u- do is you can use your tongue and like press it press it a bit mm-hmm. like uh, rhythmically to help you stop the air more rhythmically. Hmm. Um, so actually, I I do have a bit of a background as a clarinet player, which definitely helps. Oh, okay. Because it's a reed instrument, so you you stop notes by by holding your tongue against the reed. So um, if you want to do like the classic like I don't know like the jazz hi hat, but that's like half yeah. air stoppage, half tongue. <laughs> okay, let's see, let's see how this goes. So, yeah, but my S's sound much like so Sier. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm like using my tongue to force the air up a little bit in my mouth so that it comes down when it comes out of my mouth. So basically, I'm trying to thin the air a bit. Yeah. So you, and you said it's your like, tongue is behind your like top row of teeth, like yeah. up against the teeth. Like the t- uh, the tip of the tongue is close to like the gum line on the on the top row. Okay. Oh, also my teeth are completely together. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different feel. <laughs> I'm just a sick snake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> Let's pretend that I've mastered that one. Moving on. Uh, so the next one, um, uh, the next one is gonna be uh, the rim shot, which is like if you're looking at a snare drum, it's when uh, you hit the the metal rim with the snare yep. drum. So that's just me a K sound. So um, I start with the word kite. So okay. kite, 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 kite. Yeah, yeah, and you're basically there already. And kite. You got the ice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can pitch it down a bit yeah. by opening your throat a bit. So, nope. So try and force a little more. Um, <laughs> try and like tag a little more air on at the end. So, so kind of try like sighing, like not sighing, but like letting letting that feeling of like letting the, releasing the air go through at the end. So, there you go. Yeah. And then you can shape your mouth to change the pitch. So. Yeah, that's like more of like an O, like. Yeah, there you go. Something that I like to do is, which is, 
apparently harder, but I learned them at the same time, so they yeah. feel the same, is the inward K. So it's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's sort of there. <laughs> yeah, so... This one, this one is kind of like you like breathing in, but you use your throat to stop the air a bit. So, and then just learn to control that. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a tool that you can use to help you breathe in, so that you don't have to like gasp in between yeah. beats. Just doing um, your beatboxing music. Yeah. I, I, I do do that. So, um, uh, yeah, and you can just like mix that in a bit. And with those three sounds, you do the classic boots and cats beatbox. Yeah. So it's just B. I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah. We have like a alphabet that we go by. So it's B T K T B T K T T. So. Like that. <laughs> you got it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, there you go. Nice. A weird thing that's not that people don't really think about is that uh, beatboxers have to think about um, air management. Mm-hmm. So, like picking the right sounds or picking the right way to breathe in or breathe out to get rid of excess air, or uh, and make sure that you're you know still functioning as a human being. Yeah, um, is something that when you're developing beats is uh, something to keep in mind. So, like, like that that sounds great, but. Eventually, you're gonna have to breathe in at some point, either between like, between beats, <laughs> yeah. or you can mix in that inward K. So, like that. Wow. And then I could probably keep going like that for a yeah. really really long time. And another sound that we're gonna go over is uh, the PF snare, which is okay. just like the regular snare hit. Yeah. Um, and this this is really hard to like. <laughs> audibly describe um and it's arguably one of the hardest uh noises actually no it, it is the hardest noise of the traditional like vocal percussion kit um because it's a lot of like just the shape of your mouth and like yeah where do you like yeah so as i described it's just a p at p and an f so you're kind of the p is kind of like it vibrates a little bit and then the f is to mimic the the metal strands that go underneath the snare drum. I like yeah. to pretend that I'm a drummer, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to use description words. So it's... <laughs> Let's start with just the P part. Okay. So so you're kind of like tightening the sides of your lips. And like you're like tucking your lips in a little bit. Okay, so like a... Yeah. So when you do this, your nose goes up, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's me. Like yeah. when I'm releasing the F, that's my yeah. note. Be like, okay, now I'm pushing out because I think because my tongue is going up when I'm mm. forcing the. And now I now I wish I could just like see into my mouth because <laughs> I'm like how because that would be so much easier described than like what I'm feeling. Okay. So yeah. you gotta. Nope. <laughs> You're like not not yeah. that last one, not the one before that. Yep. But the one before that was like almost on. Oh, there you go, there you go. Okay, yeah, so like go. I'm yeah. getting like need a little bit of saliva on the lips yeah, to yeah, get yeah. that like close there. Nope, nope, too much. 
That was a fart. <laughs> That's like another thing that I always forget about is like also like weirdly enough saliva management because <laughs> like yep. you need enough to do those sounds and mm-hmm. like or if you're like doing a lip buzz then you need like you, you can't just be like dry lips. Yeah. But also you don't want so much that you're like dripping saliva down your arm and stuff <laughs> like that honestly does happen to me a lot during shows, and I have to like wipe my arm but uh. when the improv scenes are going. Yeah, that's way too much information. <laughs> Um, and what is what's the lip buzz again? Or what so is the, that? The lip buzz is the um... okay. So like we're just straight up making farting noises now. Yeah, basically. So when when do you? What's the context in which you would use that? Uh, I like to use that um, in place of the kick. Okay. Uh, sometimes because it has a little more um, a little more oomph to it because it's yeah. a little longer. It has a bit of a pitch to it, which is typically lower. Yeah. Um, so like. Instead of right, uh, and then you can control the pitch by like tightening or loosening the sides of your mouth to nice, which, yeah. So more fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you learned as a child is coming back now. <laughs> the last like traditional sound I'm going to teach you is the the cymbal crash. Okay. So there are like two or three different ways to do this. I when I was in college, I used preferred the it was. I preferred K S H. Yeah. So So that's a But you've got more edge on that. So that's like that's my tongue vibrating a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, you do a little, little like tongue roll in there? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Spitting all over my microphone right now. And your your teeth are closed when you do that? So when I start it, it's not closed. Okay. And then as, when I switch to the sh it is closed. Okay. So yeah, a little bit. But in my in my last yeah. concert in college, the the sound guy was like, "You're overloading the mic a little bit, like because so the way that um, the way that uh, beatboxing is mixed in like an acapella show, yeah. is it's typically divided into three. Like the perk mic is divided into three channels to EQ them differently. Oh, interesting. So you have your your kick, yeah. is uh, EQ'd one way, and then your mids, which is like your snare and whatnot, mm-hmm. are EQ'd a different way, and then your hi hats or cymbal crashes are EQ'd another yeah. way. To try and like vary the sounds more and more, huh. um, so because of the the vibrating on my tongue that I do when I do the KSH, yeah. they're like, yeah, we're catching a lot of that in the bottom. Oh. So it was like it was like creating this really weird sound. Um, but I was but at that point I was like, I don't know how to do anything else. So we're just <laughs> it's just gonna be that way for this <laughs> last show. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, the other one is which is I've switched to now is uh, PSH. Okay, and that's just. Uh, okay, so that's more, more, um, sh- like, sh- like you're shishing something, yeah. like, uh, like, like you're saying sheesh, sheesh, okay, yeah, like that, much like a cymbal crash, you'd start loud and then slowly drop it yep. off. I don't know, there are there any other noses you want to go over? Oh um, god, I I wish I could do throat bass, but I know that's just gonna make be me trying to make <laughs> weird frog sounds, and it's just not uh, not work. Yeah, so a lot of people will try and, like I said before, a lot of people will try and reach down and yeah. try and like hum that low, but it's it's up here. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're so you're like moving the sound just basically 
down your throat while maintaining that pitch. Yeah, so I, f- I really feel it like right above my collarbone. Okay. Th- like, so there's also like other ones. I don't know what to call this one. It's kind of like uh, a humming slash a really fast lip buzz. And I, I usually go like I hum at a really high pitch. So mm-hmm. Another one that I've started doing is incorporating like a rolling R. If you do that with um, with your hi-hat, so yeah. – um, and there's also um, mixing that with the with the kick drum. So yep. Oh, okay. A lot, and then that sound would transform through the yep. magic of sound engineering and also like mic technique. Uh, a lot of of like acapella recording is taking like an okay or a solid vocal percussioning vocal percussionist and transforming them into something like crazy amazing. Uh, playing percussion with other instruments. So. Mm. Um, I think I've seen you do this on a couple shows. You were on the uh, musical improv cast right, at Improv yeah. Boston for a while and used mm-hmm. to accompany uh, Mike on the keys. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do, what's the difference in that versus being a solo percussionist? So being a solo percussionist, I get to, I get to be the one uh, leading the song and being like, okay, this is where we transfer to the bridge. This is where fills happen, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. But when I'm with another instrumentalist, like a, like a guitarist or a pianist, I usually will defer to them because the improviser is listening to them more because most likely they're singing a song. So they're going to need like the chord progression and all that stuff. And I'm just there to supplement what's happening. Great. So thanks for coming on. Any last thoughts for music directors or uh who want to learn some beatboxing or for vocal percussionists who want to get into improv or anything like that uh so for for mds who want to get into beatboxing i would say the biggest thing is just practice like uh honing your sounds honing your skills uh is so important and it's not some and i mean it's like learning an instrument right you have to practice whenever you can and that uh, a lot of car rides and a lot of walking around got me to where I am. So uh, I would say that um, for vocal percussionists who want to become MDs, uh, I would say, you know, learn improv. I think part of the, one of the reasons why I am successful as, a, as an MD for Milk Money um, is because I n- understand what it's like being in that scene, being like and analyzing, okay, what's a good moment to come in? Like, what does the show need? So I would yep. say experience that world cool uh well thanks for coming on the show you want to play us out yeah sure <laughs>